good. I'm good. Oh, that's good. That's good. You feeling good? Very good. It's always fun to be back in Nashville. I think that's one of the highlights of the season. And obviously for me, I have a lot of good memories from here two years ago. Mm-hmm. Following that crazy win, do you have any expectations? I mean, we've been here two years, and both years has been crazy. Yeah, uh, one, exactly. Year. One was crazy good, and one was crazy bad for me when I got uh, taken out during the end of, uh, of last year's race. So. It's, you know, I think this track, for some reason, just invites for a lot of uh, crazy racing. Uh, I don't know really why. I can't put the finger on why, but it seems, you know, looking at the last two, two times we've been here, it's been, uh, yeah, pretty exciting Sundays. What is the new track? Did you get a chance? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it. The, the layout maybe doesn't look as exciting as this layout, but the fact that we're going to drive through Broadway and, like, ride down there, is that's going to be spectacular. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. And, and also just to have the finale on a place like this, for me, that's the whole the big thing. You know, it's as a series to come here and have the season finale, hopefully a fight for the championship going into this race. That'll be huge. And I think that's, that's a cool thing, I think, for partners, for, for the series, for drivers, for everyone. So really well done. And, and you know, I'm, I'm super excited about coming here next year. Is that because it's more centrally located? I know a lot of people complain about being in California. Yeah, I think, you know, IndyCar racing, you know, the, the heart of IndyCar racing is in the Midwest. And, you know, uh, I think, you know, I love going over to the West Coast and race there. I think that's a great part of the championship. And, you know, Portland, Laguna is really fun races. But to end the season there, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't feel the same energy as, as you know, coming here for a season finale. So that's why I think, you know, when I heard about it, I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that'll be good. It's going to be crazy, but it's going to be good. <laughs> Speaking of California, next year will be the first year, I believe, since 2011 that the finale hasn't been in California. I think it was Kentucky in 2011. Okay. How do you think that's going to change any strategy or preparation for the season? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, you have to look at it over the off-season and see what you want to do with testing and stuff like that and how they plan. I heard something that Laguna might be early in the season now instead of in the, in the end. So I guess we have to see how the sort of calendar uh, shakes, shakes out. But, uh, yeah, it might change things, how you plan with testing. You, you, you know, we have quite limited testing, so you might want to go over to the West Coast and do some tests in the beginning of the year instead of you staying here and in Florida. So... Uh, that might change things, but otherwise, it's you know, it's kind of the same calendar, but just mixed up. So I think it doesn't change the approach so much. Testing is a good question. You can test at Laguna Seca, prepare for the last race of the season. You really can't test at a street circuit. So how does that change the approach for the finale being on a course that you really can't prepare for? It's going to be brand new. Yeah, I, I think it will make it more unpredictable. And you know, if you're the championship leader going into the last race of the season, you're going to want. Laguna Seca and not Nashville, you know, that's, that's for sure. Uh, but I think, you know, in the end of the day, we, we want it to be exciting. We want it to be unpredictable and, you know, to go into here and, you know, hopefully have a couple of guys fighting for the championship. I think that drama that creates and that buzz that creates, I think will be, will be really cool. So, yeah, you know, if I'm leading the championship going into this race next year, I might, I might regret saying that, but uh, no, I think it will be good for the sport. Speaking of next year, is silly season a distractor at all? I mean, it would be nice to have it sorted for sure. But uh, to be honest, I'm part. You know, I'm, I'm used to it. It's been kind of like that for me in the last 10, 15 years of my career. It's always been a lot of uncertainty. But of course, this year, with the performances I've done and everything, there is a high demand, uh, which is nice for sure. Uh, so yeah, next few weeks should be interesting. How fun is it to be wanted like that? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to be wanted, right? It's better that than the other way around. So, no, it's, it's, it's cool. And, and I think it says a lot about what, what I and, and us as a team, what we performed the last couple of years. You know, we've been contenders everywhere we go. And, you know, that close to go back to back on the 500. And that's the first first time since, a long, you know, Helio in, what, 20 plus years ago. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good couple of years. And uh, that's, uh, yeah, puts you in a... Uh, in a different situation to maybe I've had before. Do you ever get less stressed, even if like it gets later in the season, you still don't know 100% sure since you've done it so many times? I think, yeah, I mean, I'm 32, so it's, you know, I've been through it a few times before, so I think that helps, that experience. Uh, and also, it helps going to racetracks, you know, because when you go to the racetrack, you're focused on racing, so that's, uh, that's like a good stress reliever for me, at least. Uh, do you think we'll know before the season's out where you're going to be? Uh, I would like so. Yeah, I would like so. But, you know, I would like to, to know months ago where I was going to go. And, you know, it just happens when it happens. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to put a timestamp on, like, when when it will be decided or not. There's a few other drivers that are waiting on you and Flo to figure out where you go. Are they giving you a hard time? Like, hey, hurry it up so we can figure it out? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, it's, it's just part of the game, right? This is how it works. So it's. Uh, but I'm sure, you know, the next few weeks within the next month it should hopefully things should start moving great great you Iowa was kind of the big question mark but you came out of that pretty good is this now the big question mark for the rest of the season uh, no I don't think so um, I, I don't think one weekend is going to change completely but um, obviously Iowa as we saw it was a big difficult weekend for us and it was even though the results were better than could have been um, yeah we didn't really managed to to finish higher um but yeah pretty happy to to be here we we had good results here last year and the previous year with uh with uh marcus so should be good your team has the uh the record here for winning the race yep. from you know after calamity so is that same thing this weekend Do you feel it's going to be a, a calm weekend of i don't think so both wins were with like five and six stops so um, yeah, I, I think we won both races, but I don't think we were the fastest cars. Uh, we had really fast cars. I finished third uh, on pace last year, but um, the wins, yeah, I think they were both uh, pretty crazy. So hopefully we can have a calmer weekend, but uh, it's nice win, so I think the winner is going to have to do five or six stops again. Um, yeah, because they just get into the alternate strategy and what happened in the last two years. But we'll see. Maybe not. What do you think of the new track for next year? The new layout? Looks interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have to see. Honestly, uh, I think when we go and race, maybe it's better, maybe it's worse. Um, it looks... I haven't put too much attention, honestly. But yeah, it doesn't look amazingly exciting from the track. Let's Just a pit lane. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how many seconds we're going to lose on that, which that's going to change a lot the strategies, uh, which might be even more fun. I don't know. Like, if we lose a lot of, uh, a lot of lap time on, on the pit lane because you need to do, like, this loop, uh, maybe it's better to just do one less stop and try and save fuel and tires. Is it getting to the point in the season now where you have to pay attention to where Joseph is on the track to, to make sure you cover off anything he does? Not really. I think, um, yeah, we got here by just focusing on our 
car and our performance and our race. Um, so we'll continue to do that. Um, I think it's only the last race or the last couple of races where you do s stuff differently. Um, I remember in 21 we just did something different in Laguna where we were covering Pato and Joseph at that time um, to make sure that we were finishing on top 10. That was our work. But the rest, you need to go for it. I mean, it doesn't really make sense to pay attention to Joseph and lose 15 points because we didn't want to lose 16. So, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, we'll focus on ourselves and try and win it. I think we have the car and the team to win it. And for this track, does it does it help to stay in front of the chaos? Does it help to stay at the front at the start yeah, of the race? Yeah, I think in 21, actually, we were pretty up front, like top five. We did an alternate strategy to try and cover the yellow. Um, but we were caught in an accident in, like, turn 11. Um, so, yeah, when you drop to the back, uh, you put yourself into more danger. Um, so, But sometimes you have to do it. So I think it's a survival race for sure. I think last year was only 12 cars that finished the race. I expect around the same number this year. So hopefully we're in that 11, 12 cars that finish the race. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. Good. How, how do you? How's your season going this year? Uh, it's uh, six out of ten. So like a D. Is that an F? D minus. Well, it's a point scale. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on uh, what state you're in. <laughs> California, I think uh, thirty percent is probably like a C. So, anyways. Oh, we're in Tennessee, so right, yeah. probably close so, to that. So, yeah, copy. <laughs> So how can you improve that? Or... Well, if I knew that, we'd have an A, right? Um, I don't know. Like, I think there's been a, a lot of good, a lot of bad. I think ultimately um, coming on to a new team, having all the new people that we did, there was always going to be a point where that adaptation and getting everything good was going to take some time. And I think we were a little bit of a victim of, like, it all came pretty easy early, and then we hit kind of this glass ceiling that we need to break through um, but there's the, the people and the resources and the ability to do that is just making that step have you been fitting with them better as the season goes along? oh yeah absolutely you know every day that you work together is, is better and um, you know it's it's funny because you you get to the point where it's like your goal is it's just get through the race weekend and learn and, and everything and then it's like okay let's get into the top 10 and then you do that and then it's like let's get in the top five and it's, 
you do that, and then it's like, okay, well, now we need to go win races, and it's like that, that last step is challenging. So um, we've got the tools and the people to do it. It's just about getting it done. Yeah, I mean, I think the last the last three events, there's been some, like anything, like there's circumstance, there's woulda, coulda, shouldas, right? Um, our our worst days when things go right are tenth. It's just we need our best days to be second, first, not fifth, that sort of thing. How the relationship with your race engineer developed since St. Petersburg? Yeah, good man. Like it, it's still it's still learning. You know, without really testing, you have to like learn and trial and error things on a race weekend which is challenging um because you want to do that but then you're also scared to like make too big of a step outside the box because it's like well that if that goes bad it's really going to impact your weekend so you kind of make these small directional changes that are like okay well if that's good then a little bit more should be better but sometimes you have to wait till the next weekend to try that out so um, it's getting there. Like it's, it takes time. But yes, Craig is, is fantastic. I love working with him, and it's just a matter of time at this point. Uh, looking from the outside, it's kind of surprising. Aaron McLaren hasn't had a win yet this year. Is there competition amongst the three of you who's going to be the first one to, to do it, or are you more working together? To yeah. No. I mean, I think, I think everyone's well aware. The, the biggest thing is like, yes, Paddle probably should. I mean, he should have won two races at the beginning of the year. The problem is. Since then, we haven't really been in, in play, right? So I think that's more the focus is, like, how do we get to the point where whether we actually are winning or not, like, we need to be in contention. Um, but, yes, I mean, someone needs to do it of the three of us. Do you think you guys can leverage the chaos in the street race to try to make that happen since people can get knocked out pretty easily? Yes. You just got to make sure that you're on that right side of it. And, like, this race is such a weird one, like, who knows? Like, who knows how you actually go and win this? Um, it seems that to win this race, you have to do at least five pit stops, uh-huh. break your car, and drive for Ganassi. That's right. So, started the back of the, yeah, back. <laughs> I don't really know <laughs> if that's the, the recipe for this weekend, but uh, we'll have to find out. Do you think that that would be the same type of recipe for next year with the change of the track? Or do you think that they're going to utilize other street track stuff that they've been doing? And you can yeah, really I don't know. Like, it's stuff? if you look at the layout of next year, I would say it, it should be calmer but then it, it really all comes down to like corner widths and radiuses and where the the bumps and the tricky parts are i'm honestly surprised that this race is such a dis- disaster from like a driving quality standpoint because if you look at it compared to detroit what we had this year it's not that much tighter or if anything it's not as tight as detroit and detroit was a good race like you had some issues but like ultimately it was a good race i don't know why here we're not able maybe it's just the excitement of being in Nashville, people wearing cowboy hats. It makes people drive like idiots. <laughs> well, they are bad drivers. Let me tell you, yeah, I yeah, drove down here. Sure. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. If there are any good things to come from the Nashville track, what would that be? Oh, I mean, honestly, I love, I love driving. I think all of us love driving it. It's just, um, it's an annoying race because you do more laps under yellow or red or whatever, more time under yellow or red than you do under green. Um, but that being said, I mean, we've had two years of it. What are the odds that it happens for a third time? Probably not. Um, so it might be a, a great race this year. I think the important thing to focus on is, you know, the city believes in the future of this race and the series. And despite, you know, the challenges of, of having a race on Broadway, like this is, this is the next best thing to F1 in Vegas on the Strip. Like where else are you going to have the kind of energy and excitement and, and the interest um, in motorsports than on Broadway in Nashville. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Excited about it. 
You mentioned. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. The new layup still goes over the bridge, but you have like a couple blocks run up to it on yeah. a straightaway. Are you going to be going faster over the bridge, and are the bumps going to be? I honestly haven't looked. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's the same for everyone. So the bridge honestly isn't that big of a deal. I just know coming on and off of it is kind of. A, yeah, I mean, bumps are a part of IndyCar, man. Like, look at Iowa. Like, that's insane. Like, I feel like there's roads and like Africa that are better than the quality of Iowa. <laughs> you mentioned on off track this week going to Oshkosh with Grosjean. Yeah. How, how good is it to have some time where you can like recharge and get away from everything to kind of take a step back before you go back into race mode? Uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, it, I could race every weekend, man. It's not that big a deal to me. I, I would prefer that actually, but yes, going to Oshkosh is cool. Um, Taking a minute to stop talking about, you know, front and rear springs is nice, um, but really it's good for the team um, to have a break. You know, they work so hard. They honestly work harder than we do, so it's good for them to be able to have some time away with their families and reset a little bit before the, the final stretch of the season. Did they let you work on the car at all, like mechanically, like do like, oh, any dude. changes in the, in the shop? Absolutely not. Like I know how to put gas in a car <laughs> and washer fluid. That's it. Maybe check the tires. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> Fair. Cool. Fair enough. All right. So. And you, how are you? I'm good. Yourself? Okay, good, good. How are you feeling this weekend? A bit humid. Yeah. yeah. Moist is the correct <laughs> word, I guess. But... Oh, well, here we call it precipitation, I think. Yeah, humidity. <laughs> no. You're good in the rain, right? Yeah, if I can see. Oh, are we worried about that? Sometimes. I mean, Toronto first couple of laps were a bit, a bit blocked, but it was alright. Well, we didn't have the deflector on in Toronto, did we? Or did we? Yeah, but I mean, with, when you get spray, it doesn't really matter about the deflector. It's, it's like, in the, I think in the corners it helps, but in the straights, it was. It's not help. You're blocked by the cloud anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. How are you feeling going into the weekend? Pretty good. I mean, last year this was chaotic, so I think I'm going to take a bit more of a relaxed stance on this event uh, and not try and make too much happen because it's just, you can't predict anything here. It's just chaos. Is there anything that you typically prepare for, like specifically for a street circuit like this? I mean, other than the, the standard stuff as a team, um, I think you'd be... You, you kind of have to look at the contingencies a bit more here. So the escape roads where you can kind of find a bit more space on a restart if you need it. Um, paying attention to the to those kind of things because they seem to have a higher probability of happening here. So. Being that this is your second time here, is there anything different that you're doing this year compared to what you did last year? Other than being more relaxed about it? Yeah. No, I think as a team, the starting point's a bit different. Obviously, the weather's changed quite a bit. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to be kind of out the window anyway. Um, but I think we have a better starting point. So once, once we get into the weekend, independent of the weather, it should be a little bit better than last year. Uh, but the extent of that, I don't know until I hit the track and feel how it is. Have you firmed up your 2024 plans? I'm driving an IndyCar. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Has silly season win. gotten been a distraction at all? It's been a bit silly, hasn't it? So, no, not really. I mean, I, I got a job to do, and I want to win. And I want to do a good job, so just focusing on that. Do you feel your team has progressed um, as well as you could have expected with a second driver this year? I mean, the results are worse than last year, so factually, it could be a bit better. Um, 
but at the same time I think we had some great results to come in with but we kind of ended up doing everything right in those weekends and then Thing, little things started to catch up with us after that, uh, which took a toll. And this championship's all about doing the little things right. Um, and we've been trying to iron that out. We've had some good races when you kind of don't expect it, and when you do expect it, they don't go well. So it's been a bit up and down, really. Um, but I think we're starting to, to find the, the areas that we... Well, we know the areas we need to improve. We're starting to make the corrections, but it's just so tight with, with weekend after weekend after weekend, you're not able to have the effects that you want to because you don't have the time to, to make those things happen. Is your goal to be a little more consistent with the results, or do you need like a breakout race? I mean, I, you always want to be more consistent, right? But I feel like... The breakout race is something that's needed to... Uh, I mean, a breakout race in terms of speed, right? We haven't had one of those yet this year. There's not been a weekend where I've come in and been like, oh, we're really quick, like Laguna last year. You know, I don't... I haven't been in the fast 12 yet this year, so it's... it's. I mean, and I had like five or six appearances last year in that. So it's, it's, it's one of those weekends where I really want to see the speed. The other stuff, you know... Is just a combination of more experience and, and I would say better other areas like the strategy and stuff. Um, it's all good. It's still working, pushing hard, and that's the main thing. You said you're kind of going to let the race come to you. So is that is, is your approach more about avoiding the carnage, trying to stay out of the half of the lap being in caution, or well, you're making use of it? The yeah, carnage because as soon as you're in it, you're yeah. out. Um, so that's yeah, of course that's the main thing, yeah. but. You don't want to. You can't win a race in lap one. So, and every restart is like a lap one here. So, it's about minimising damage and getting through it, and then seeing what you can scrape together towards the end of the race once it clears up a little bit, if it ever does. So. And what do you like about Nashville? Maybe it's not a cool place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good fun. It's a good vibe. Um, obviously, there's more and more promotion coming into it. I think the city is good for us. We help the city. It's, it's just a cool vibe. Everything's positive, right? Except for a little bit of carnage in the races, but the viewers love that. Uh, teams and drivers, you know, it could, be, it could be improved a little bit. The damage bill can be quite high, I think, for some by the end of it. But, yeah, no, it's, it's part of it. And, that's the thing. Once you know how to approach it, the expectation expectations change a bit. So next year should be pretty exciting. You're going to be down on Broadway, which is like these places to yeah. be here. Yeah, I mean that turn nine or turn three. I don't know what, which one it is, but the one that's looping around there. That's going to be quite an exciting overtaking spot, I think. So. Very good. Thank you. Good luck this week. Thank you. I am uh, extremely well. Extremely well. Thank you. Okay, yeah. good. You're a little taller than I thought you'd be, but that's okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, what do you think of this weekend? How can you prepare? That's a great question. Uh, I've tried everything that I can to prepare my best. Obviously, it was a pretty pretty l late call to, to go and do this. And um, yeah, I know this is probably, or not probably, it is going to be the toughest thing that I've ever done, jumping into the end of an IndyCar season and not having any experience with uh, with a race before and asked to perform. It's going to be very, very tough. But it's also what, just what I've been waiting for. You know, it's been a long time coming, and I've been working extremely hard for a situation like this to... Uh, to go and perform and uh, yeah we'll try our best if it was your choice would you choose a track that you actually had experience on i do have experience on this oh you do yeah we won here in in the lights last year oh, so 
yeah, this together with Detroit was actually, you know, my two favorite places out of all of them. Oh. So in that sense, I'm actually very, very excited to be back. And I think if I'm trying to look positively, at least it's been one of those crazy weekends that you never know what's going to happen. So if we do our job, we're smart, stay out of trouble, then who knows what's going to happen on Sunday. How difficult is it to stay out of trouble at a tight place like this? I, I think looking in the past, it's been very, very difficult. Uh, and I think a lot of it, you can just get caught out being at the wrong place at the wrong time. But, you know, we're going to try to be smart about it. And uh, firstly, now it's just going to be about getting up to speed, getting comfortable with everything. And then after FP1 and FP2, we'll see what we're looking for qualifying. And that will kind of determine our race strategy and plan for, for Sunday. Even with the experience, do you think a different track might have allowed you to show what you can do more than this one? Is it going to be harder to kind of show your performance, what you bring on a track like this with so much caution and carnage? Uh, both yes and no. I think, obviously, it definitely brings some, some special... Um, some special things at, at, a, at a street course like this but I also think it's been one of my strong suits in the past so I think that'll work in my favor but I think no matter where I would do my first race it was go always going to be tough always going to be difficult and I think like I said the, the most difficult thing is going to be the pit stop sequence and the fuel fuel saving and tire management and you don't get away from that I think Nashville is actually one of the nicer tracks on the calendar for that so that's another positive thing you know I'm trying to pick out the small positives that we got here but like I said I know it's going to be very very tough it's been 10 to 11 months since you finished up your season last year. How long has that felt? Uh, even longer than uh, 10 or 11 months, I'll tell you that. It's been a very, very long season. A, lo a lot of sleepless nights, I'll tell you that. You know, it's been been something that we've been working very very hard and very long for um so um yeah very very happy that it finally got done and i'm making my debut and hopefully it's more than one race and we can string together a couple more at the end of the year and you know still the focus is to be on the grid full time in 24 and hopefully we can do a good job this weekend and maybe my chance will improve this is kind of a unique situation that allowed you to race here. Yeah. Did you have anything in the works? Were you planning on doing any races in 2023? Or did, besides this, did you have anything going? Uh, you know, I was talking to all the teams up and down the pit lane, trying to trying to have some opportunities, and uh, nothing were confirmed, or I'd, nothing, at least that I know of, that uh, that were in the talks about doing it. So uh, when this uh, when this happened, I was very very excited. Was part of the scholarship used for this weekend? Yes. Do you consider your results this weekend, your performance this weekend, important to finding a 2024 ride? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, every time you get on track, even if it's just a, a private test, I know that the other teams are looking and they're talking in between themselves. So be put on display like this is definitely an opportunity to improve my chances or make them worse, put it that way. So I, I'm aware that there is some pressure to, to perform this weekend, but I would also... You know, tell myself that it is the most difficult thing you will do. So just take it easy, be smart. Um, I'm fairly comfortable that I know I'm fast, but it's just going to be about put together a, a good weekend and a solid weekend. Speaking of pressure, being against names like Blumquist and Daly, who have also taken this opportunity, does that add any pressure? Uh, it all adds pressure. Uh, it all adds pressure. But I think, you know, it's been uh, it's been an environment that I usually flourish in in the past, at least. You know, the more pressure I get, the better I get. So, um, and I kind of like it. You know, I think for us racing drivers, we all have pressure in some way, shape, or form. So, just going to be about you know channelizing that into uh, hopefully a little bit more performance. One of your tests was at Sebring, right? That's correct. Is that close enough to a street circuit, like bumpiness and things like that, that you kind of get a feel? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the closest that you're going to get on a, on a road course, that's for sure, uh, which was nice. And it was like, 
I think it was like 100 degrees when we did the test, so I, I practiced a little bit for the, for the warmth. Uh, but it's, it's always different when you have walls around you and like you don't have a full day to get up to speed. You're going to have FP1. We'll see what the conditions are like, and then you have FP2 and then straight into quality. So um, a lot of new things to learn, tires, whatever it might be. So, uh, yeah. We'll see what we can do. And you've kept up your physical regime, right? While you've been gone, you, you go to Fit Fit. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been one of my targets during the season to stay physically fit that I can do a race. If an opportunity like this were to come up, I wouldn't like it to be the physical side to uh, to let me down. So yeah. Very good. Thank you. Good luck. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-back training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 